Wimty, whatever it means to you, podcast. First episode of 2019. Happy 2019, Shane. Happy New Year's, buddy. It's crazy. I can't believe it's 2019, man. 19 years ago is Y2K. Yeah. There's been all kinds of things. Uh, 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 like certain albums have dropped, and you're like, shit, that was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. That happened for me longer before, longer ago than that mine were like the ones from 03 yeah, well, I'm just when, saying, like in yeah. 2013 when they started doing their yeah, decade yeah. tours uh, uh, uh you're out of, you you you're out of the industry now but uh, you know now i'm getting uh cards uh so when they're born in 1998 1999 i'm like fuck i gotta do math real quick and you were born in what yeah, <laughs> yeah. shit yeah ki- yeah people that were born in 2001 can buy cigarettes yeah <laughs> I see you're graduated. <laughs> That's crazy. It's messed up. So it's been an entire like journey from born to adulthood since I've graduated. Yeah. High school. Yeah, you're you're closer to fifty now than you are. Uh, yeah, it's messed up, man. <laughs> it's wrong. But anyway, man, I had a pretty decent. I had a pretty decent New Year's Eve. I I kept it low key. We had some people over to the house. Had a taco bar mm. with our neighbors. That's rad. And um. I was at the Sugar Bowl. It sucked. Mm. It sucked. You don't talk about it? No. I wouldn't either. Uh, but you know what I do want to talk about? Roll <laughs> How amazing was that? Oh. Glorious. Glorious. Oh. What a way to ring in the new fucking oh, year. Oh, man. Great. Is you, <clears throat> you know what? Over the last few years, I've gotten softer on my... Uh, on my public distaste for for Alabama, you know why? Because I know some I know some great people who are Alabama fans. My brother in law, we, we've had veterans on here, Chatham Morgan, uh, one in particular, Brian Wilson, who I made a bet with that I just cashed that in. He on. tried to deny that. Bet. Oh, I had it documented. I saw that that wasn't that. happening. He said you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I've and the thing is, I like Nick Saban. Mm. Just put that out there. Okay. I like Nick Saban. I like Dabo Sweeney too. He's Dab- a little too Jesus Dude, for me. That was the- but Dabo Sweeney went hard. Okay, okay, last but night. here's what here's what I'm gonna say. What I dug about the way he did that was he didn't bring in like I think it's the silliest thing ever when I see people that are like praying as like a team is on the two yard line, like like God yeah, gives yeah. a fuck about your football team. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't say that at all. Yes, he did. No, no, he, he was just talking said, about no. He literally not like said, God wanted Clemson to win. Yes, they fuck he did. I don't he, think so, he, man. He said, I didn't he, get he any goes, of that. He goes, he goes, a Hollywood producer couldn't even uh, tell this story. Only God could do a story like this for this football team. <laughs> he fucking said that. Are you I shitting me? I guess. I he guess. Said, he said yes. I, God, but he did insinuate like God wanted them to win twice like, like we do in all the wars <laughs> dude <laughs> no he did uh, maybe he, what do you mean maybe he even did uh, twice because he, okay, got, he okay. got interviewed right after the win right and then he said let the me same say, shit okay. when he was getting the trophy let me say this regardless of that I think that's way better than when Ray Lewis after the Super Bowl said if God's for you who can be against you I'm like you murdered a motherfucker <laughs> If God's real, he's not pleased with you, Ray Lewis, for sure. You you did the, the worst thing you can do. That's the first commandment, right? But but in anyway, in, anyway, it was it was very nice to see Alabama just not get beat, but get beat soundly. Uh, they got beat like Alabama beats people. Bad. 
Real bad. They got stomped. Bad. It was amazing. And then, like, in the game against Oklahoma, which, you know, they, they took care of Oklahoma not more in the first half than they did the second half, but they were screaming about homeboy winning the Heisman and everything because mm-hmm. Tua, didn't, mm-hmm. Tua didn't look like a Heisman quarterback last night at oh, all. No. At all. That first pick six, I was like, oh, boy. This might go <laughs> this might go differently than I thought. Did you see that the over-under was, like, 57? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, uh, we were all at the bar, you know, when everyone's up there. We're all talking about the line and this and mm-hmm. that. I was like, over-under 57. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. And then that first pick, pick six, they came back. And came back again, and was that, they were already up. Uh, uh, what there was fucking twenty eight points on the board mm-hmm. with, and, mm-hmm. with twelve minutes left in the yeah. first. It's like holy shit, dude! Should yeah. taking that over. Yeah, what a game! What a game, man! That was fun. It was fun to watch. I was doing other things during like the first half, but I was still catching all the big plays and stuff. Um, but it was uh, it was fun to watch. It's cool to see. Uh, you know, both those coaches are obviously uh, doing. Getting teams to play at a super high level, yeah. so it's good to just see people doing, doing things like that. So, but anyway, um, I guess we'll just transition right into our guest of our first our first guest of 2019, uh, our friend Matt Joswiak. I think you got it. I think that's I did. good. I nailed I it, man. Nailed it, dude. <laughs> uh, stop by. Super crazy talented dude. Just good at everything he does. Uh, creative. Uh, you know, a self-starter does things the way that, that he wants to. Uh, started a very cool thing with his lady called Hello America. You can follow them on Instagram. And I won't say anything more about it because we're about to get into it. Uh, we hope you all have an amazing 2019. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we, we've got some we've got some good ideas, some good things coming for you in 2019 as we, uh, as we grow at this little podcast thing as well. So uh, thanks again for everyone listening. And uh, we hope you enjoy listening to us speak with Matt Joswiak. Hey, well, <laughs> sorry. That's a good start. We're, in, we're, we're into it. I guess uh, today is Matt Jazwiak. All right. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll just get right into it. We were just talking about the uh, the Virgin Islands, and Shay said, "Let's start. This is good content." <laughs> but but anyway, we were talking about how the fish down there. Uh, you get a you can get something with reef fish called Segoterra, and it, it makes you very very sick. So the only fish you can really eat down there is is pelagic fish, fish that are moving, fa- you know, fast that are nomadic that are, fish. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, but you can eat the lobster, and you did right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, twice. We we ate them that time, and then we saved leftovers, refrigerated them, and made uh, lobster omelets in the morning. It's a different type Shit. of lobster than what you're used to, well, though. It's spiny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiny are the best. What is, what is it? It, it? It's like a disease they carry. It's called Ciguatera. Look it up. I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, yeah, okay. But you seem like an expert on it. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just know a little bit about it. I know it. I know that you get really sick though, and it it lasts for for some time. But uh, something about the reef fish, just like something a, like that, like a food sickness. Yeah. Have you been there? Have you been to? The, no. Just no. from talking to pirate. <laughs> Pirate Carstens. Pirate Carstens. So, anyway, man, let's get into let's get into you. Um, I I I don't know much, man. I know the first time we met, I think you were playing drums. Mm-hmm. Um, you were in a band at the Funky Blue Shack. Uh, 
Doc Holliday's. Yeah, Doc Holliday's. I'm trying to remember the, the name of the singer as well. Um, he's in Austin now or something like that, right? He was, but he's in uh, Los Angeles now. Justin oh, J. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but that that's the first time we met. And then shortly after that, you kind of took off and started a, a new project, right? Yeah, we, we kind of took a break for about a year. And then uh, I met my now fiance, Kristen Blanton. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we kind of just had a little bit of a wanderlust, I guess. And we both just decided to drop everything and hop on the road and shoot photos of it. And that blossomed into this whole other thing that we never really expected. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, so your initial idea was, like you just said, to hop on the road, take photos, all that kind of stuff. And, and it turned into the, to this kind of this big this big thing at the time on instagram right yeah called hello america yep we we had named it hello america Mm -hmm. prior to it being anything but we just wanted to have a name for it because not for like marketing reasons because it was never really a marketing opportunity for us yeah but we just wanted to have a name for our project i guess and we and we did do a kickstarter for it because we wanted to eventually make an analog uh book Mm -hmm. um or well analog photo book because we shot film at the time yeah um and so, yeah, we wanted to have we wanted to have a completed project for it. So, yeah, we gave it a name. So, so now starting out, that that sounds like something. Uh, did you have an initial time frame that you were going to go away for? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was 2014. We just figured we were going to leave in spring and just kind of. I mean, we gave it. I even put like a mileage on it. I think I was thinking like twenty thousand miles. About um, oh wow, and because uh, I mean, we just we literally to the perimeter of the country Mm -hmm. um but everything in between as well and uh so we didn't really put a cap on it but we did kind of know how long it was gonna take Mm -hmm. yeah so so did you have a a a monetary figure in your head that you had to leave with because i I would assume like i don't know i'd assume you guys didn't have 50k yeah no in your pockets just to go do this no and and i mean i i worked a little bit just i'm a boat captain and a um dive master so i worked a little bit here just to kind of save prior to it but yeah i mean i crunched numbers and kind of ran you know fuel costs and um and what we might be you know spending on i mean we were real basic with food and it was mostly just fuel um but uh yeah just figuring how many how where we wanted to go how um how long it would take and uh how much driving we would do and then just kind of factoring that into the costs plus plus film and developing yeah so how much was your gofundme or i'm sorry Uh, kickstarter kickstarter yeah Yeah. it was uh eight thousand wow and you got it yeah we got it great did you bust it did you go way above it or no we we broke it like probably a week before the deadline Mm -hmm. and and we did go a little bit above it but um that was actually kind of the start of what it all turned into is because i think I don't know, brands naturally kind of cling on to stuff that has a, um, a face, I guess. And, um, and they want their brand to be recognized on that. So that's with us when we started seeing, you know, people reach out to us and, um, a company who we we love camp brand goods actually donated a a large amount of money to our Kickstarter, which is really cool. And they're just a Canadian brand that, you know, just wants to see people do cool things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was really the first that we saw of, uh, um, you know, monetary contribution to our cause. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get to that because I'm sure with the numbers, uh, there was also some interest that came mm-hmm. with, with that as well. So, uh, what what kind of stuff did you offer to to raise that eight thousand dollars? What kind of uh, benefits did you give back? Yeah, we we have some really cool friends, uh, which I'm sure you guys know some of them, uh, like Raven Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, she donated. Uh, amazing painting um a couple other artists donated some paintings she also painted uh 
on the back of a couple like 10 select ukuleles and then those were prizes or, oh, pri- or awards i guess is what you call them um I'm trying to think of what else there's a lot of stuff um i mean I, I as a captain at the time i offered like a boat trip and stuff mm. like that and uh um there, there was a lot, a lot of other cool little stuff but then uh brands also that i think that kristen prior to this had been shooting for uh shooting film uh at music festivals so mm. she did have a little bit of a name for herself as a photographer and i think because of that we had a little bit of help from people you're legitimized yeah, yeah. and so they wanted to like donate to it and, and like say like you know we'll, we'll give you 50 of so and so i honestly can't remember um exactly what we gave back mm-hmm. but it was so long ago it feels like yeah so you guys take off where we're kind of take take us along your journey kind of and, yeah we we actually i mean even though we were technically here when we started because i was back here working a little bit here destin florida um we were living in austin at the time though and mm-hmm. uh so we like to say we started from austin because that's where it all like conceptualized you know it was all it all just kind of started there so we pretty much took off from austin but then we headed west um we actually went up to the north actually because we went up to the rainbow house first um davis hammett yeah i stayed um, there before yeah the, uh, the quality and, house yeah yep uh yeah, the Equality House, and that was that was really neat because they they were doing a uh, no hate um, photo shoot, and uh, we just happened to be there at that time, so we crashed with Davis and uh, Amelia. Side note on that, the the whole no hate thing, mm-hmm. I've heard. Have you you're familiar with the pictures, right? They put you put they put you in like a white shirt. Mm-hmm. It's super bright. Oh, yeah. um, so like they make everyone look great. Uh, great photos. Yep. Um, but the thing is you have to pay them an ungodly amount of money to get that photo. Yeah. I forget what it is, but I think it's like a hundred bucks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But all the money goes to something good, you know, mm-hmm. it goes to, goes toward that. But I just couldn't believe that. Cause I always saw, I saw these pictures. It's like with the masking tape over the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, masking tape. <laughs> Wouldn't do very well. uh, But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just thought that uh, that was a funny thing when I heard that story about how much those guys charge for photos. I was just like, get out of here. Like, yeah. I thought they were just using people to help brand their thing, which they did. They got people to pay to help brand their oh, nonprofit. Shit, yeah. It's genius, yeah. man. But, uh, but anyway, go go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I mean, that, that was uh, – it was cool because it set the tone for the trip. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, you know, a little – eye-opening especially to be right across from the i think it's the greenboro baptist church westboro Westboro. Westboro, Mm -hmm. yeah there you go westboro did you experience did it feel weird did it feel really strange like when you first pull up to the house and get out of your car oh yeah Uh, i mean it's it's interesting it's a little eerie um just it is so opposite too i mean just bright rainbow house Mm -hmm. and then just i mean just it feels like Blair Witchy almost. Yeah. Like we got there, I think when we got there, it was like 3 a.m. or something. And we got out of there. Like you look and the house is all lit up. The house is bright colors, all lit up. Like you, it's like a, especially if you, after you've been driving for several hours, it's like a beacon. And then you just turn you turn over and you're just like, oh, wow. Crazy. It's wild. It was so. neat. And we got to see them, you know, put up some of their <laughs> displays because mm-hmm. of the no hate thing mm-hmm. that was happening. They yeah. were obviously aware of that. So, you know, they... They were putting up all their stuff on their fencing and everything. But my favorite part about that whole thing is the fact that Davis somehow made friends with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, just and if anyone knows Davis, I mean, yeah. it's like it's <laughs> pretty amazing. Um, and not friends like in a you know, uh, I'm not not to say that they were like close or anything, but I mean, he was they they would debate, you know, like and he would mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that it was equal and like uh, it was cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing some some pretty neat things up there. Yeah, like I'm I'm proud I'm proud of him for sure. 
he's radical for sure. Yeah. He's, 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 he's out there, but, <laughs> but, uh, I heard, um, I don't know how true it is or not, but I, I keep Aaron Jackson and I talk probably about once a month. And I, I think he's thinking about running for an office up there as well, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised to see Davis do too. If yeah. he's going to make Kansas his home, yeah. find the right district for himself and go ahead and do it. But I don't know. We'll see, man. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, man, you hang out at the, at the rainbow house for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, if, uh, at this rate, we're not going to get very far in my trip. <laughs> yeah, I'll quit interrupting you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. Um, that, it was cool. It set the set the tone for the trip. But yeah, then, then we pretty much just started heading west. And I had never actually been west of uh, Colorado. I used to go to Colorado a lot when I was a kid. Um, but once we started heading that way, I was pretty familiar with that area up until we got past that point. And then after uh, passing through there, we pretty much went to utah um and i fell in love with utah the landscape there and uh i i I frequent there multiple times a year just because i fell in love with it so much and that that was also a great start of the trip because then everything beyond that was just almost a blur but because it was mostly all new um so i mean we went we went south and just kind of did a perimeter uh down from utah all the way to the border and then across yuma up california up the coast all the way up to canada um but cutting in a lot uh during all that not just staying on the coast cutting in for obvious reasons you know like we went to um a lot of great national parks really nas- really nice national forests where i learned a lot about camping for free mm-hmm. um and just really using public lands how they're supposed to be used um instead of you know having to you know pay for established campsites and whatnot we learned a lot on how to travel um what was your setup uh yeah that was pretty neat um I actually, I, we, so the idea originally, which is pretty far fetched to think of now that knowing what I know is that we were going to, we wanted to like have either a, like a bus type thing, you know, like traditional old school road trip, like a VW bus or, or a, a decked out van or something like that. But something old, mostly cause we were shooting photos, something that had good aesthetic and, uh, we ended up not, um, doing that and then it just progressively got smaller and smaller and then we realized we already had a vehicle and uh it was Kristen's uh Jeep Grand Cherokee and I was like well why don't I just put something that we can sleep on inside of there and then store everything underneath so I went to town I like to work with wood and whatnot and Mm -hmm. do a lot of building and uh I built a platform that was about probably like 11 inches off of the flat part of the bed with her seats down in the back of her Jeep Grand Cherokee. So it was like sleeping in a coffin, but we slept in it every night. I mean, I put a, a foam on top and then a fitted sheet. So it all kind of stuck together. And then we had storage underneath her and I on both sides. On my side, I had a little closet with a little plastic bin that I pulled out and had a couple different clothing items that we had. Um, and then her side had the same thing. And then we had our hiking bags. And then on the back side was all of our cooking utensils and whatnot, drawers and powering equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, and you would just stow stuff underneath it, kind of. Yep. It would be like a hollow platform kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Wow. So you so you still slept inside. We did, and uh, but we did mix it up as much as we could because, it, I mean, just naturally it would get old. And so, I mean, you know, three nights in that, it would be like, all right, let's set the tent up for a couple nights. And we'd set the tent up for a couple nights. and But we did never sleep in a hotel. Yeah. Wow. That was the, that was the point we were trying to make, too, is just – to yeah, travel so you could probably do it i mean uh depending on of course how how far you were driving um fuel cost you i think you said was your main expense but mm-hmm. i mean under a thousand dollars a month if you're gonna if you're gonna hang out somewhere for a little bit right 
uh, sorry, if we were to hang out. If you're, like, you're going to hang out and not use much fuel cost, you could probably do it for under $1,000 a month, oh, yeah. right? Especially with public land and everything. Yeah, I mean, prob- probably much less than that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's, we just use a little BTU or a uh, uh, camp stove, uh, mm-hmm. just a little uh, propane burner. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I would just boil. I would go get broccoli and potatoes and just boil it and put a little <laughs> salt and pepper on it or something. Yeah. You know? Are you all vegetarian or, uh, or vegan? No, or? I mean, I, I actually love cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so And with cooking, I love cooking meat, even though I don't eat that much of it. Yeah. But I do eat it. Um, but I actually like cooking it for people more than I like eating it. And Kristen... She doesn't really. We both don't eat red meat. Um, as much as I like it, I can't eat it, and then she just doesn't like it. Um, and then uh, uh, beyond that, I mean, we we kind of dabble with chicken, but we mostly try to eat vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Um, so anyway, you're coming up the the Pacific Coast. Did you hit Yosemite at all? You know, that's funny. And we actually beyond this trip lived in California for a couple of years, um, and. Uh, that's one place we never went, and really? I've still never been. Where in California did you live? We were in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got a job as a dive master and boat captain out there for a, a blue whale expedition company okay. and a shark diving company thing that they had Ooh. going on out there. It was pretty neat. Um, a Any lot close of, calls? Uh, no, I mean, it might seem like it, I guess, but I, I mean, when you look back on it, it honestly doesn't really feel like there was ever really a time that I had to worry, even though that like it, it seemed like, all right that shark's getting a little erratic or something, but, um, I, I tried to not be very intrusive with them because I don't like to disrupt their, you know, natural behavior, mm-hmm. um, versus some different companies that were out there that, you know, just wanted to almost agitate them. They're probably going to be the ones who have a close call for sure. You know, for sure. So, so as you're, uh, keeping your trip going, uh, your, your Instagram numbers are growing as well. So I'm assuming that, you probably had to have some interest somewhere in, in people trying to give you money either for sponsored content or, yeah. Um, it, well, we never really you know. saw it as a monetary benefit, uh, mm-hmm. starting at all. Um, I mean, it wasn't, obviously that wasn't the intention. Um, but it was, it was brands that instead of, you know, asking to pay us, they wanted to just give us free stuff because we were using it, you know, so much. And so we were, of course, we we're like, yeah, I mean, a new, new like camp stove or I mean, a brand new tent or something like that goes a long way when you're living out of a car. Um, so it, yeah, it was super beneficial, but it got to the point actually where uh, there was too much. And I mean, I hate to, that sounds kind of like bad, I guess, but I mean, we, we, I mean, we, to, to provide these companies what they wanted, you know, we can't shoot one tent and like just be using it and then all of a sudden say well actually we like this 10 better or something yeah, like that you know for sure um so i mean it was it was really interesting and we kind of had to start saying no mm-hmm. um which is weird you know when there's like really cool stuff being <laughs> thrown at you well, where are you gonna put it <laughs> yeah where are you gonna put it and the intention as well you know like i mean i could take it but i mean i i would never give them the uh, the photo that they want yeah you know? so you didn't have a trailer or anything either no no we were all internal except for a bike rack on the back and that's what made it um affordable because i don't know if you knew uh josh and megan who mm-hmm. we were talking about a little bit ago um they uh were on the trip with us for half of it and I they they that. towed their like 1976 uh really cool uh little compact trailer 
Um, and, uh, I mean, they, their trip is totally different and awesome. Very, very cool in its own way, but it was much more difficult and took them a lot more time to handle all that. And I mean, we learned quickly that, uh, for us anyway, it was, it, it wasn't was, the right way to go. Yeah. Um, and we were, you know, we were so zippy. Like, I mean, we, you know, we'd get somewhere and get a hike done, but it actually it kind of, it really, uh, worked out well for like, you know, me and Kristen are a little bit fast paced and, um, and I mean, Josh and Megan got to really enjoy themselves. I think it was their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so that they, they really like took their time and enjoyed themselves, which is good. And they had a trailer to do that in. Yeah. Um, so, but we, we met up constantly kind of, mm-hmm. you know, um, what, what is it called? Whenever you're, uh, hopping over or whenever you kind of get, or like, Jump. Hopscotch, <laughs> jump rope. <laughs> I can't think Crossing of Crossing paths. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we just linked up constantly throughout the trip. Yeah. So, well, and you know what, though? That's probably that's probably best, too, because um, you have to have you have to have time to do to do your thing as well. Mm-hmm. If you're especially I mean, you can you can be with your best friend. And if you're coupled up after a few days you're going to be like okay we'll see y'all in a few hours we're going to go eat here or do this or whatever oh, yeah. um that's <clears throat> that's how it was every time i went on tour yeah. um if there was a if it was more than four or five days we'd get to a new city and if I, if there were two or three hours they'd be like what do y'all want to do i'd be like i want to get the fuck away from you guys <laughs> so i'm gonna get that's what i did in seattle i'd spent like four like we got to seattle and everyone's wanting to do this this walking everywhere and i was like peace out y'all and just kind of spent four hours by myself in downtown, yeah. just going from place to place. You got to do that, man. Otherwise, you got to have your own time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to be enjoyable for anyone because yeah. you're going to be an asshole, you know? And, yep. But uh, so, how long total did you stay out there? Um, well, so it, it took like a little over four months, I think. And that was uh, that was going out west, you know, kind of everything that we've already talked about. And then driving across the uh, northern Midwest, like Glacier in Montana and, uh, um, and then kind of cutting up, uh, through, uh, Wisconsin and then down the upper peninsula of, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan, Beautiful. which is pretty neat. Yeah. That whole area up there is really nice. Um, and then all the way up to Maine and, uh, got to see Maine, which was neat because I hadn't been to Maine before. Mm-hmm. And then just down the East coast. And at that point we're in our territory kind of, you know, like we're super familiar with that. My family's from Long Island, New York. Okay. Um, and, uh, so it kind of, wasn't even the same trip at that point we were like visiting a lot of people and still experiencing all these new experiences, places we've never been because i always went to those places as a kid and you know we went to the city and stuff we weren't we weren't really like you know like the finger lakes and ithaca up there in new york that was really neat some place i've never been that i've always been close to and uh got to learn about a lot of the national forest and national park up there that was really fun and um like visually amazing yeah so, so I'm sure, and I'm curious as well, how, how do you do it for that? Like how, if I wanted to do this, say I, to say I took three months off and mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go see everything as much as I can. How do you do that to, as cost effective as possible? You see, you were saying public land. Yeah. Kind of explain that. Yeah. That's something I'm, I try to like advocate for because it's there and not I mean, now for now. Yeah. For, right. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know the right word for it, but I, 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 I'm glad that there's not a thousand people out there in the public land and, you know, cause it's really quiet and nice, but, um, 
but I do want people to know that it's there. So to, to answer your question, uh, to, to get out there and, or to really tell you about how it works, uh, there's, there's two types that I know of, um, that you can go out and basically just boondock and that's national forest and BLM land. BLM is Bureau of Land Management. Mm -hmm. There's not much pretty much this side, east of the Mississippi. Um, but everything to the West, there's a lot of just open public land. Um, there's even just square plots in certain states that are just, you know, wide open. You can just drive your truck into it and technically you're allowed just, to. You just set up camp. Yeah. Yep. And uh, as long as it's any of the, under any of those jurisdictions as public land, it's not private, obviously. Um, and uh, But when you get out in the desert, which I really love, it's the desert, especially Utah. There's a lot of BLM um, and uh, even California. Um, there's these, you know. National parks are there for a reason because they usually have something of interest and a lot of people want to stay right there. But for me, it's like, you know, you get to go see that one thing, but there's also a million other things around it. Mm -hmm. And usually the stuff around it is just unexplored or has been, but not by as many. And I mean, I have a four wheel drive Tacoma and I mean, I can usually get on any road that has been traveled by a, a truck or something. I can get to it. And I mean, now with our setup which i have a tent on top of my truck i mean i can get back pretty deep into some you know public land and you know post up camp for the night and yeah. just sleep for free and uh that's if you really look into it it's obviously not advertised there's so much of it and um so to do it on a budget i mean you could literally plan your trip around public land and yeah um and really just sleep for free <laughs> anywhere mm -hmm. every night I mean, especially if you have a comfortable sleeping situation yeah did you ever did you ever feel unsafe uh no there was a really interesting time have you guys ever heard of a uh, salvation mountain mm -hmm. um it's a mountain that I, I, I hate that i forget the the guy who built its name um a really nice guy but it's a a, a really beautiful monument um but it's in uh I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the uh, kind of park too, but it's a bunch of just nomadic people who are basically, they're just living in public land and they've kind of built like an area. Oh, it's just a bunch of like painting and yeah. stuff. That, yeah. It's just this big yep. like mound of yeah. like shit. Into, yeah, have you seen Into graffiti. the Wild? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, he goes there in that movie. Yeah. And they, he like, it's just a bunch of nomadic people that, you What's know, it I, called? Um, Salvation Mountain Salvation is the name Mountain. of the... There's a big thing. I think it says, like, God saves, and like that's the big, like, yep. thing right there in the middle. But, yeah, everyone goes up and paints it a little bit, and that's not just this huge, you know, monument right in the middle of the desert. Yep. And that's not part of, like, Slab City. Or, it is Slab City. That's so, the so, name. So, and Slab City is fucking crazy. Yeah. There's, uh, I don't, uh, there's a documentary somewhere, it's either on HBO or something, uh, fucking nuts like these guys just it's just that's just it it's just a communal thing but it's not like everyone's like on their like own little plot it's and super unspoken it's yeah. it's actually an old uh base like military base and yeah. they just they took all the buildings and it's all foundation slabs mm -hmm. and uh and they're they've just squatted on it i guess and yeah. they've kind of made homes and they all drive around with like 500 gallon water tanks in their trucks yeah and that's like their potable water they get it filled up every like month or something and uh but they have like music nights on thursdays and yeah there's like a, a library yeah and like this and that and, and, yep. and yeah uh, uh, dude it's nuts man yeah, if there's any place to be sketched out it'd be that fucking place well the the, the funny thing is that we <laughs> we were sketched out just because there was a guy walking up to us late at night we had a fire and uh and he had his headlight on 
Um, yeah. And so we couldn't see him at all. It was this bright headlight coming right at us. So it was me, Josh, Megan, and Kristen. And we, you know, put the girls behind us. And me and Josh, you know, were just kind of like, what's what's about to happen, you know? And turns out it's this guy named Dan. And he's just, you know, one of the Slab City folk and just wanted to talk to us and show us his cool belt buckle. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, like real stoked on just being out there. And, uh, um, you know, he was pretty interesting. And, uh, I mean, we, he actually kind of referenced the fact that his, his wife had passed. Um, but he kept saying she's right over there. And so, you know, we joked, but also like, we're actually concerned that his like body, body of his wife was in. <laughs> you didn't ask for clarification. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was probably the one of the, and that's not even that weird at all, but that, that brief moment prior to actually meeting him yeah. um, was uh, we were like, oh, something might actually happen. Yeah, were you was, armed? No, no, no. And that's something we actually talked about prior to going on the trip. You know, like, should we bring, mm-hmm. you know, a weapon? Um, and uh, we're not we're not big gun people, but I mean, you know, just for protection. Yeah, just, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I I did always keep my uh, hatchet close to me, just because we were off and out, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, anything can happen, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, a, I believe in that people are inherently good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I'm pretty trusting in that. And so, but you know, I, it, I, with Kristen with me, I, I want to make sure that we're for safe, sure. You know? For sure. And if say like one out of a thousand people are evil mm-hmm. and there's what, 7 billion people on the yeah. planet. That's a lot of evil. Yeah. That's a lot of evil out there, yeah. man. So like, I'm the dude, I'm the same way, but you still got to be careful. Man. Yeah. Um, you looking at Slab City? I was, man. I didn't. I just looked at it and it said it's, it's a snowbird community. Uh, there's a different. There, snowbirds are not what we call snowbirds here on the oh, coast. Okay. For example, uh, a snowbird on the coast, of course, an old person that comes down to the beach during cold weather. Uh, a snowbird there is people that seek, uh, basically, I think it said higher elevation mountain life. Basically, hmm. they call them snowbirds. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, learn something new every day. <laughs> Yeah. So, so basically, so public land, I'm sure there's probably a, a map or an app or something you could use that kind of spells out where the public land is. And you yeah. could basically plan, if you wanted to do this, if you wanted to take off for two months, you could plan on seeing a lot of really cool stuff and just stay on public land the whole time. Yeah. Typically, most national parks, especially out west, are already kind of situated in, you know, some sort of, uh, region that is has a lot of land around it no matter mm-hmm. what i mean there's not many national parks with like massive cities right next to it you know yeah um and so there there's a lot of that land around it is federally managed and that's national forest or blm and that it has forest roads blm for means what a bureau of land management okay yeah and there are rules um like uh i think 14 day max for mm-hmm. like your campsite and a lot of these places you know there, there's guidelines um and they're not necessarily like uh, laws by any mean, mm-hmm. but you know, like you, you can't been established sites. So basically try to find a spot that somebody's already used. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're, if you're gonna have a fire make sure it's, you do it right. Um, and then even in BLM, you're supposed to pack any waste out. Um, you know, if you pee or poop or anything, um, you're supposed to bag it up. You're supposed, actually BLM. You're supposed to have one of those buckets, um, mm-hmm that you technically should be using as a toilet yeah. um, because they want to make sure. How'd you do that? How'd you shit this whole time? You know, I think 
I mean, obviously, many times in the woods. Yeah, but... just walk into walk into, walk into the woods with <laughs> yeah. some with yeah. some wipes I mean, or whatever that, and take care of not, yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't love doing that, but I've definitely done it many times. Um, but uh, uh, typically, we were like, you know, within a reasonable distance of somewhere. And I mean, Kristen is a coffee fiend, and so I mean, she's got to have her coffee. We'll literally make coffee at you know at camp in the morning, and mm-hmm. you know we'll. Uh, she'll pack up the 10 while I'm finishing up breakfast and we got our coffee and then she's already wondering where we're going to go get coffee next. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'd usually have a coffee shop or something. And then we like seeing, you know, the local coffee shop of any place that we're going to be. Cause it's usually kind of like the culture of that area is usually, you know, di- kind of dis- on display in each local coffee shop. So we like visiting each coffee shop for sure. Every town we went to. Was it uh, how, how, how long were you together before you took off? Um, well, Chris and I moved in with each other two weeks after we started dating in Austin or yeah in Austin I'll, I'll say two weeks but we it was pretty quick now now is she from here as well uh yeah she's actually born and raised here so you all just happened to be in Austin at the same time or was that part of the plan to go out there or what? I moved out there okay she was already living out there mm-hmm. um and uh I was pretty ready to get out of here so mm-hmm. so so you guys started dating when you moved to Austin prior to but it was because I yeah. went out and hung out with her at a music festival and just kind of, uh-huh. you know, uh, what a- ACL no, or uh, South by Southwest. Or? It was this one, uh, what was it called? It was, it was a really cool festival down in just some national forest and, okay. uh, and, uh, like in the hill country of Texas, which mm-hmm. is like West of San Antonio is really low key. Um, I hate that. I can't remember it, but she was actually shooting it for pace magazine out of Atlanta Okay. Um, she was one of their photographers, so she was covering a band called Lucius. Those uh, two girls that sing, okay, they're from Juilliard, but um, really great band. And so she was there covering that and asked me if I wanted to come. Oh, so, right on! And it was a camping festival, so that was first time camping together. So, so you had about six six months to a year together before you took off on your adventure. Yeah, about that. It was probably. I want to say it was probably August, but we didn't start dating after that. We started dating right before Josh and Megan's wedding. Okay. Um, and uh, and then it was probably only four or five months after that that was we the, was the, the trip strenuous. On, yeah. On the relationship. By the time we got to Long Island, New York, uh, my family from up there hadn't met Kristen yet, and they're like, "Well, you're still together, so it must yeah. be it must be the real thing." Because I mean, anyone can get through, you know. I mean, you oh, know, yeah, that's ballsy. Yeah, the only the only thing splitting or between us was a little center console of her Jeep Grand Cherokee mm-hmm. at all times, pretty yeah. much. So, um, yeah, you learn a lot about each other pretty quick. Oh, for sure, for sure. I've been with my I've been with my wife for seven years now, and. Uh, we we get along pretty well. We have issues just like everyone else does. But I could like, but being out there that close just to anybody for uh, how however long, yeah, um, could could be difficult. Yep. Yeah. Problems arise, but I mean, I don't know. The cool thing is, well, I mean, I mean it's a hell of a story. Yeah. You're getting exactly. married. You <laughs> yeah. Know, you're, uh, I don't know if you're planning on having kids, but if you do, like that'll be something to. Yeah. to tell them for sure or and it was, nieces or nephews or whatever you know we documented so much of it too so i mean it's always you know, yeah be it's there perfect and, yeah so. yeah as long as instagram's still around I mean, even, <laughs> yeah. even if instagram isn't around you still you have it all on your <laughs> we have on it your hard that's what matters or whatever so yeah oh no it's film so you have physical film right? yeah yeah I and mean, we did get um a lot of it actually uh prints of a lot of it but um we kind of as it started progressing into you know campaign work and stuff we started just i mean we still shot film we always shot film 
but uh we started just getting the um cd version where they just sent it back to you so mm-hmm. you, we could you know put it online and whatnot yeah now you said your family's in long island are your parents here mm-hmm. or okay so that's how you ended up here then yep. obviously yeah my dad was military so we I actually moved around everywhere i was born in california i say i wasn't anywhere west of Calif- or colorado but mm-hmm. i was only there for like eight months before mm-hmm. we moved to uh um to north carolina my mom drove with four kids by herself across the country while my dad was in iraq i think that's an accomplishment yeah in a in a van towing his 67 mustang oh <laughs> yeah i wouldn't pretty want, impressive i wouldn't want anything to do with any of that <laughs> i was eight months old my brother was probably one and a half or two and my sisters were a little older but yeah so the, so your parents settled here then after after your father retired or yeah yeah my dad always wanted to end up back here because he was here in the 70s mm-hmm. uh stationed here um and you know fell in love with it he's he liked fishing mm-hmm. so what's next then man you you do this epic adventure you were gone for a total of how long uh yeah probably four months on the road yeah um and then we were very broke <laughs> yeah i bet so and i just you know immediately came back and started uh captain works always here as mm-hmm. you guys know it's a big boating industry here so um i'm able to just kind of hop in and out of that whenever i need to so we we came back here and did that but that was whenever hello america hello america reached ten thousand followers while we were in new york and that was really just i mean from there it just became this thing and uh and we it was not like i said intentional but we started realizing that we could kind of mold this thing into what we want it to be um so we were already looking at ways to kind of take that further, even though that I was working down here. And then, yeah, we just started hopping around. We actually went to Iceland on our first like campaign trip for a couple different companies that fall after we got back. From- now, explain to me what you mean by campaign. I, I, yeah, I, I think I understand it, but just for our listeners. So yeah, so sure. Um, I mean, funded, t- funded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll typically uh, get you know, a couple brands involved in something that we're already either planning on doing or we'll present them an idea of something that we have uh, planned. Um, and uh, we'll see if they're interested in, you know, tying their brand in with it because it's going to be photographed and shown on a platform that has, you know, so many followers. And that's just kind of how it Do you just email their marketing, pr- their marketing department? Yeah, I mean... It, we either we reach out to them we had a lot of people already reaching out to us mm-hmm. but then that was that's what was kind of cool was um a lot of people were reaching out to us but then we, we had this like new power to like you know like negotiate yeah and, and get <laughs> well, what you want well, and yeah. like to find the brands you actually want to work with yeah that, that was really cool you know because i have a lot of um i mean i i do a lot of like research and like especially outdoor gear so and that's that was mostly the brands we were working with so it was cool to kind of like get to work with some of the brands that I, you know, was like dreaming about even mm-hmm. owning one of their products, you know, and now like I'm getting to go like take some photos for their, uh, you know, lookbook. So mm-hmm. that, that was really neat. Um, like Osprey backpacks. And, uh, um, we've, we did a lot with Eddie Bauer that, that was kind of further into the, the whole thing they started to kind of becoming our main, um, outdoor brand that we worked yeah. with. Yeah, man, with that stuff especially, and and I've learned that just with a little bit of outdoor stuff that that I've used, uh, you get what you pay for. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, a hundred percent. Like when we went before we went to four twenty fest one year, we bought a pair of I bought a pair of Merrill 
uh, waterproof hiking boots. Not, I know Merrill's a pretty generic brand or whatever, but I dig their shit. Oh, they're I, great. I have like four different pairs of their yeah. shoes now. And, um, I, I bought them right before we went there, <laughs> and everyone at Fort, there's like 40,000 kids at 420 Fest walking around in muddy boots and shoes, and we just have these waterproof boots oh, on yeah. that we're stomping around, go. dude. <laughs> like, I was so weird about spending 130 bucks on them. I was like, yep. bullshit. Yep. Uh, but I was like, by the time by the time the second day rolled around, I was like, I would have paid $300 for these, <laughs> like, hands it's down. It's worth it. Absolutely. Man. And that's why those companies, they always have some sort of guarantee, too. That, mm-hmm. That's what's so cool about that outdoor companies is i mean you know they totally stand behind their products mm-hmm. yeah man i just got my first pair of what they call zero drop shoes are you familiar with those no I don't to where like gen- generally like running shoes or walking shoes there's like an 18 centimeter difference between the heel and the toe okay your heel is always going to be a little bit higher than your toe because it, it, it makes for more comfortable walking uh, but but it's not the way that your foot's made so a zero drop shoe basically the heel and, and the uh and the foot it's a minimalist shoe Mm-hmm. So it's as close as you can get to walking barefoot as possible. Oh, okay. And I've been doing my morning walks or, or if I, if I run, I've been doing them in those shoes and there's parts of my leg that are sore that I didn't, even, I've never felt sore in before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, you're working yeah, different yeah. parts of, yeah. of your leg, man. It's, it's, it's something so like those stupid fucking like feet shoes. No, it's no, but it is, <laughs> but, but Merrill does have, they are Vibram soles. But they aren't the with the yeah. feet cut out. It's just a super thin layer uh, of a treaded sole, but with, with no drop. That that eighteen centimeters isn't there. Hmm. That doesn't suck like stepping on rocks and shit. No, because it's 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 a thick so enough thick. it's a thick enough barrier. You can get thinner for sure to where you'll feel you'll feel everything. But that it, doesn't sound like fun to me. Is it for like hiking or is it just for just yeah for... the yeah the ones I got are they're for uh, trail running. Oh, okay, cool. Actually, but they're also it's also to help build foot strength and 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 it, your ankle even feels way different. There's different parts of my shin that are sore that I haven't felt before. Cool. Is it, uh, is it a brand or is it zero drop? It's brand? Merrill. No, oh, Merrill okay, makes yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was a brand that actually, I, I know way too much about this dumb shit, but there, <laughs> there's a, there's a brand of, of shoe that actually coined the term zero drop, okay. but it kind of like took over the industry. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like yeah, Ziploc bags. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all Ziploc bags, but yeah. it's not a fucking Ziploc. It's kind of like what it is. So when I went into Maryland, I was talking to them about some shoes, um, they, I was, I was talking with them about that, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a zero drop shoe." Okay. So, but, uh, but yeah, man. Um, so anyway, so you, I, I just interrupted you again, man. I got off on a <laughs> tangent. Could. So you go to, you go to Iceland on a fully new. funded, on a fully funded trip. What? And you said Eddie Bauer is a big brand, all that stuff. So they're giving you cash plus. Yeah. Well, actually, Iceland was kind of that first one where we mm-hmm. were like kind of using, using our opportunity to start to travel. And uh, so that one wasn't fully funded by any means, but we had brands that were like basically tagging along with us as their products were tagging along with us. Um, like we shot for a uh, fold up kayak company. Um, and that was really neat because I, I got to fly with a kayak and, you know, I, we put it in our little camper van that we had in Iceland. And there's this glacial lagoon called Yokusarlan. That's definitely not the right way to pronounce it. But, mm-hmm. um, but it's a bunch of icebergs just hanging out in a little bay right before it hits the, uh, well, I guess the Arctic Ocean, and um, and they just float on out and they're just constantly moving because it's right off of a glacier, and you know I got no one, no one was there, and I got to set up a little on the shore, a little fold up kayak, and uh, paddle around a bunch of 
icebergs floating. Sketch? <laughs> yeah, because I actually, yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 if you fall in, you're in trouble. I didn't think anything right? of it. Um, well, it was, a, it was a pretty nice kayak. It had like full seal around my uh, torso. Okay. Um, or I guess stomach, but um, yeah, I, what was sketch is that, and I didn't even think anything of it, which is pretty stupid on my part, but I actually have the GoPro footage of, because I, I had a GoPro on the front of it, just trying to get content for this product, and um, and I had it face back on me while I was paddling, and then I just hear like a, and it was a big piece of iceberg that just split off, and and went in the water. But it was probably nowhere near me, but it sounded like it was right next to me. And Chris and her too. She was on shore, and she was just so concerned. And and I I immediately got out of the, I paddled back, got out of the water, and uh, um. I was like, I don't know if that was such a good idea. Even mm-hmm. though we got great content, we got really cool photos, great stuff for that that brand. But um, that probably lets you know not to get too close to the rest of them, like because yeah. you probably wanted to. At first, you're probably like, I'm gonna try to touch one. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, there's massive pieces of ice yeah. just floating. You know, it's really cool. But yeah, it's not very well thought out. But I, I, I mean, it makes sense probably why, why there wasn't a bunch of other kayakers out there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that has turned into you, you all going across the country, uh, just doing your own thing. Uh, obviously, having a talented uh, girlfriend who takes great pictures has turned into allowing you to be able to go to several places now. Yeah. And, and just do that. Yeah. Where, yeah. where else have you gone aside from uh, from Iceland? Um. Well, a couple of big ones that we've done. Most of it is within the the states because mm-hmm. um, obviously that's the easiest uh we did a uh we got flown out by sperry first time going to san diego it's actually how i got that job uh they flew us out to go swim with blue whales and then i talked to the owner of that company to hire me <laughs> so yeah. to san diego but um uh they f- uh we did a trip for eddie bauer that took us to southeast asia vietnam and thailand for like uh five weeks mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun we just lived out of our backpacks and and traveled basically in the name of Eddie Bauer for five weeks. It was a lot of fun. Um, we we went down to Guatemala for a hotel chain um, to shoot their. Uh, it was Marriott in Guatemala, um, and they just toured us around Guatemala with a bunch of writers, uh, just to kind of create hype around Guatemalan mm-hmm. tourism. Um, Let's see what else. There's been a lot of missed opportunities actually in it because it's such a it's pretty especially these days saturated thing to be in, mm-hmm. and that's why we aren't. It's not our main focus anymore um, because everybody is you know willing to take a photo for a trip you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we were trying to I think do something a little more than that, but because everyone has a phone or a po- camera in their pocket now, you know I mean everyone's a photographer, mm-hmm. and uh, so these days we're not doing as much traveling i guess as, as much as we're just trying just to create it our own mm-hmm. bring it back to the basics of like taking photos as just a passion project yeah but you know how many people probably wish they could get to the point to where you were <laughs> yeah we probably should have maintained it a little mm-hmm. better <laughs> yeah that that's crazy I, I work with artists and um like all the time like when artists will start bitching about you know, sometimes they'll be like, I have 25, 25 gigs this week. I'm not going to be able to get here this month. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen to yourself. <laughs> do you know how many people yeah. wish? Like, like tell that to someone who's playing open mic night right oh, yeah. now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's always, that whole grass is always greener. You yeah. know, remember when you wanted what you currently have kind yep. of thing that can kind of mess you up. 
Um, but but you're in a really good position because that's not your main focus anymore. So now you can be super selective about yeah. opportunities that come along. Yeah, um, and that, we can that, always use it to, you know, if we see an opportunity like, I mean, for example, actually, so now that I'm here, we're, we're this is our home base. We just bought a house. Um, I have been talking to the FWC about um, FWC Florida Wildlife Commission mm-hmm. um, about lionfish management out here which is an invasive species um i'm a diver and a boat captain and i, I love going out and getting lionfish um dude and, all, uh, you, all you get if you have a surplus <laughs> hit me up yeah i'll, I'll let it, you know for sure um yeah they're delicious and it's to me it's not a very well marketed problem and uh and i'm being in with hello america i learned a lot about advertising and, and especially how companies are using social media to advertise now and uh so I, I reached out to this girl, Hannah. I'd already done some lionfish stuff. The The government will pay you to uh, go and harvest lionfish. They have a program called the Lionfish Incentive Program that basically it'll pay you $50 per diver to um, harvest lionfish so long as every diver gets a minimum eight. Um, hmm. And it's great because it pays for fuel and you get to go dive. Um, but, I mean, and that's that's great, but... And so you what, get fed. Yeah, and you get fed. Um, so what I did once I I've done that for a little while, but then I started realizing that there's there's kind of a whole you know people need to know more about it because I feel like if if enough people know how delicious lionfish are and the demand is there, then there's going to be more people going out to catch them because sure. you can sell them for sure. And it's pretty easy to get a license to sell those fish because they're not restricted at all. Um, anyway, I used Hello America as leverage to talk to this girl about. Um, coming up with a marketing strategy maybe making a, like a documentary or a short film about it and so now she's actually funding a short or well, the FWC is funding a short film and I'm producing it uh, online fish awareness and trying to get more people involved wow so, and that's something that Hello America has done for me even though it's not for Hello America yeah what, who, who's your film crew um, well I I do like I do video work here and there just kind of mm-hmm. freelance um it's something that I've just kind of stepped into as a photographer just naturally um, because I have a digital camera and I, I use it. And, um, but videos started with my friend out in Colorado. He's done most of our video work for Hello America because we do get asked for videos as well as photos sometimes. So we always call him in um, and he's helped me a lot. And so I'll probably work with him on it because mm-hmm. he's interested in kind of stepping into documentaries. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll – We'll kind of see how it all works out, but I gotta I gotta come up with a it, this is a very beginning stages. I literally mm-hmm. just got like a yeah. I'm I'm have a phone meeting with her tomorrow, but um, uh, yeah. I mean I'm, I'm gonna hope hoping to do it myself along with maybe that guy from Colorado and uh, you know getting a group of divers around here involved. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about. You're it. a talented dude. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, seriously, like you can do you do a lot of things and you do them well. You're gonna you're probably gonna score it yourself too, aren't you? Uh, no, probably not. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, maybe a drum track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's a that's a really cool story, man. I'm that's excited what, about I'm, it. I've, I'm excited to watch as you progress in it and, and see thanks. it happen. It's, thanks. Impor- it's important. Yeah. Uh, you're able to do what you want, which mm-hmm. is important to you. Yeah. Um, and, and it's good for everyone. Yep. You know, so yep. that's like a win, 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 win. Yeah. Everyone wins, man. It's a sense of fulfillment there. You for know? sure. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, man. I just recently started doing some film work as well, doing some uh, cool. on the basically just on the producer side. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, making sure 
th- things are here. It's, I've, I've done very little of it, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to be doing a lot more very yeah. soon. Yeah, it's um, fun. Yeah, and I mean, you, you get to work with a lot of different cool people mm-hmm. as a producer. Absolutely. Yeah, and and where where it's a little bit different from band management and stuff that I've done with that, you get to be a little more creative. Yeah. You know, yep. whereas band management, a lot of it is just numbers mm-hmm. and, and stuff, which my brain's pretty good with that. But, uh, but I also need to, hence this podcast. Yeah. Like this podcast came out of necessity from me working with musicians for three years before I started it because like, I was like, man, I have to have a, a way to do something creative. Yeah. You know, that doesn't take a lot of time, man. Um, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you're doing that. Thanks. So, um, so what do you still are you still doing captain type stuff now yeah yeah um i mean i I don't i try not to because i'm really trying to work in photography and Mm -hmm. video Mm -hmm. um and it's pretty easy to get completely tied down uh, if you give yourself as a captain to any of these companies out here um so i like to offer you know my license pretty much you know if somebody needs a day off like company i work for destin snorkel underneath the uh emerald grand um i'm happy to work for them anytime i can run their snorkel boats but mm-hmm. um i've been talking to pam um i might run her sailboat every now and then um i don't know if you know pam smile and wave sailing charters really. I, I don't i she's, don't know that she's I know awesome yeah. um and uh she's got a sailboat out here just a little catamaran mm-hmm. and uh so anytime she needed a day off in the the heat of summer i'd be happy to go sail her boat you know yeah yeah, man, I don't know if I should give this story away, but, <laughs> uh, but, but I will. Fuck it. Um, I was, uh, I, I'd heard that this was a thing, but I'd never seen it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. We, we got a, it was my, what was it? My dad's 60th. Yeah, for my dad's 60th birthday, he wanted to be on the water. Um, I have a little boat, but we needed to put like 12 people on it. So I, I got a pontoon boat mm-hmm. and I went over to the other side of the, uh, the the jetty right there at the coast guard station yep and uh and some guy comes up and he's like hey come here and i'm like this dude this dude looked a little sketch it was just him on a boat he's like come here now, like people don't just talk to me like that you know not like i'm somebody cool or anything but like no one just says hey dude come here and i was like fuck all right yeah what <laughs> you know and i'm kind of walked up slow on him like what's up dude he's like you're about to see me do something <laughs> that you can't tell anyone about <laughs> And I was like, "Would fucking kill someone?" Like, uh, I said, "Within reason, I'll respect your request." And he said, "All right, man." He's like, "I'm about to bring. It's a wounded warrior thing. I'm about to bring a, the wounded warrior project over here, and I'm about to throw out a couple thousand shells, like beautiful shells, all in that water. And I'm going to take them here to find it." So. I was like, sure, sure thing, man. You know, whatever. He's like, when they leave, you guys go find all the shells you want. And everything. I was like, cool, man. We have kids with us that really, they really enjoy that. So sure as shit, man, he just gets these two buckets out and just starts throwing shells all over the place. And then 30 minutes later, the snorkel boat pulls up and oh, all these oh, people okay. are just finding you. these spectacular yeah. shells, yeah. like just flipping yeah. shit. Like Destin has the best shells. Yeah. And these shells are from fucking Thailand. How do these man? shells show up after every day of people picking <laughs> <Yeah>. them up? <laughs> Yeah, but they were like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I, I get it. It's business. Business yeah. is business. Um, but there really were some, some great shells in there <laughs> that, that you find to where if I would have just found those on my own and I had known that's what would have happened, yeah. I would have been stoked. I'd yeah. have been like, I found the prize shell today. <laughs> anyway, little, little secret, little industry secret oh, yeah. there. I could probably go into that, but it'd be best if I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might have NDAs and stuff. <laughs> That uh, 
that are well well cool man so uh so I, i'm assuming you're still probably going to be uh taking taking some more adventures as as the time comes yeah um when are you getting married uh gonna be in fall okay yeah cool, man looking like it yeah I've, we got some stuff coming up. I mean, I just got hired for a video project at the end of the month in Colorado. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get as much of that as possible because it's easy to just kind of relax around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Um, if, if people want to follow you on your journey, they can do so on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello America. I mean, as we've cooled off on it, there's not as much happening with it. Um, my personal one is just Matt Joswiak, but, uh, I don't do much with it either. Mm-hmm. I mostly am trying to get into more real commercial work so I can uh, not leverage social media and more just get paid daily as a photographer or videographer, mm-hmm. which works out better for me more as from a business standpoint, even though it could be a little less fun. Yeah. That's where it's at right now. Yeah. With the way the market's going, that's where it's at right yeah. now is commercial work. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, follow Instagram. Hello America follow the journey i appreciate all the all the information you gave a lot of this that i've been wondering because um there's going to come a time probably over the next year or two where i'm going to have to take a few months off just because i've been going hard yeah. as shit for several years now to where i'm gonna have to be like let's let's pack the <laughs> truck let's go uh you know travis riggs man i know that name our buddy travis he was a bartender at red door for years yeah. but uh but anyway he just recently he's in thailand right now okay. he's been there for about a month and a half doing the whole backpack thing so between talking with you kyle and travis like i got it i have to do it like yeah. it's just one yeah. of the you things ready to go that, to thailand, dude? Yeah, i'm ready to go everywhere <laughs> yeah you got, to. got we'll public in. land i'm gonna do public land yeah. for a month here <laughs> and then i'm gonna do now. thailand Slap city. <laughs> so, yeah yeah i've toured enough to where i have friends in every like major city now we can make it happen for sure got it. But, uh, but anyway, thank you everyone for listening. If you have any questions, you can hit us up wimt.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions for Matt, let us know. We'll get them to him as well. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week.